It's time for Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean of SpiritualAwakeningRadio.com. This is a Satsang podcast, a Satsang without walls, as I like to call it, a Satsang available to anyone, anywhere. This program is available through all sites where you hear podcasts, you can follow and subscribe to podcasts, all of the podcast websites, apps, and venues of all sorts. Today's program is titled, Exploring the Higher Planes, the Inner Space Within You. During his series Cosmos, Carl Sagan once took note of a significant parallel between the ancient Hindu tradition and science. Both teach that there have been vast epochs of time, ages lasting millions and even billions of years. In Hinduism, these ages or great epochs of time are known as yugas. These days, it is in the area of M-theory and quantum physics that some are finding parallels between the theories or observations of science and the intuitive and revelatory wisdom of certain schools of spirituality. For instance, Michio Kaku, in his book Parallel Worlds, A Journey Through Creation, Higher Dimensions, and the Future of the Cosmos, says, How could it be that we live in an 11-dimensional universe? The skeptics hardly laugh anymore. Around the world, the nation's leading physicists are scrambling to learn this bizarre theory that may allow us to realize the mind of God called string theory, which says that music resonating through hyperspace may be the mind of God." The understanding that we are part of a vast multidimensional cosmos or multiverse containing possibly an infinite number of bubble universes or a cosmic foam of universes is not something entirely new. Back in the 1920s, a mystic and author by the name of Julian P. Johnson wrote about multiple dimensions and cosmic music as the first cause of creation in the beginning. Julian Johnson, in his spiritual classic, Path of the Masters, now try to get a picture of that luminous reality, the grand orchestra of the universe. Its heavenly strains are not only filling all interstellar space, but they are ringing with far more enchanting music through all the higher worlds, beyond the utmost bounds of the physical. The higher we go, the more enchanting the music. In those higher worlds, the music is less mixed with matter, and so it is not dulled. After passing the third region on the path of the Masters, this sublime chorus becomes so overwhelmingly attractive that the soul grows impatient to go on up. It is absorbed in it. It lives in it day and night. It is its life, its joy, its spiritual food, its sustenance. There is not a cubic millimeter of space in existence which is not filled with this music. Sweeter and sweeter, its heavenly strains vibrate through every living being, great and small, from world to world and from universe to universe. 
Its life-giving melodies may not be consciously heard by those who are not trained to catch them, but there is not one living being in all creation which does not derive its life from this current. Unquote. Johnson's spiritual master Huzur Baba Sawan Singh once described an experience of seeing the universe from above as a kind of cosmic foam, or in other words, many bubble universes. Hazur Baba Sawan Singh, From Sach Khan, the whole creation looks like bubbles forming and disappearing in the spiritual ocean. Hazur also said, The activities of the mind are limited to the three planes, physical, astral, and causal. It has no place above Trikuti, the three worlds. Soul alone goes up to Sach Khan, the eternal spiritual realm, working independent of the mind. Unquote. According to Hazur Baba Sawan Singh, only the soul makes the complete journey all the way back. Only the soul enters into the higher heavens. Hazur Baba Sawan Singh used to tell us that there is a stage when our soul's condition is such that it can fly at will from the human body to the Creator and then come back to the body in a twinkling of an eye. When our soul traverses the inner planes and then comes back, the journey does not tire or exhaust the soul. Rather, the soul gets rejuvenated. Hazur Baba Sawan Singh was once asked, how long does it take to reach Sach Khand, a term for the timeless spiritual plane? He then closed his eyes for a moment and replied, that long. This is the secret of secrets. Our soul is already in heaven, if we did but know it. And of course, only through meditation practice can we experience it? Can we have some direct experience of our soul and the heavenly realms? Over the centuries, contemplative souls have taught that the human body is a kind of temple and that within this temple of the human body are portals that lead to other dimensions that by looking within this microcosm, we may access the macrocosm of the heavens. As George Arnsby Jones, a disciple of Kripal Singh, once said, the planes of heaven are about us everywhere. One has only to know this simple truth consciously, and then we will be free. For many centuries, Hinduism, Shamanism, Buddhism, Kabbalah, Gnosticism, and other forms of Christian mysticism, Sufism, Sant Mat and other schools of spirituality have described a multi-dimensional universe. Some even have their own symbols, diagrams, or charts of the heavens. No doubt the Kabbalah Tree of Life is the most well-known of these. In the West, some of the oldest descriptions of the seven heavens that have been written down are to be found in the book of First Enoch. Enoch the prophet, a Hebrew scripture, composed sometime around 200 BC or so. Copies of the book of Enoch were found amongst the Dead Sea Scrolls, the book of First Enoch. 
There are also many other manuscripts of Enoch in various languages, in addition to Hebrew and Aramaic, and the book of Enoch is preserved as part of the canon of the Ethiopian Bible to this very day. There are over 80 books in the Ethiopian Bible. Christian Orthodox mystics describe several noetic heavens, like for instance in the Philokalia, a several-volume set of saints and mystics of that tradition. Multiple heavens, the noetic heavens, they're sometimes described in that tradition. The Gnostic universe as well consisted of many different heavens, not just one. A chart illustrating these Gnostic heavens was included in a collection of Gnostic scriptures or texts called the Nag Hammadi scriptures, edited by Marvin Meyer. The Gnostic universe as presented by a Syrian Gnostic teacher from the second century AD by the name of Marsans includes 13 realms. The bottommost plane represents the material universe, the visible cosmos that the Hubble Space Telescope has been revealing to us so beautifully for so many years. Above are more subtle regions, followed by middle planes or heavens, including protophons, which apparently is a name for the universal mind. Above the middle regions are more glorious and ethereal realms of spirit. The twelfth heaven, called the invisible spirit, is a region beyond cosmic or mystical light. And the most high region, the thirteenth heaven, according to the Gnostic system of Marsans the Syrian, is called the Unknown Silent One. It's at the very top. This name implies it is beyond mystical sound, and in many mystical texts is described as the ultimate reality, the state described as God or the Nameless One or Soundless One, Anadi Parush. Anami Parush. Realm 13 is the God Realm, described as the highest of the heavens, where the Most High, Unknown Silent One, resides, a God who is beyond both light and sound, beyond form, at the very top of creation in the ultimate reality. Note, there are some variations in the number of planes or heavens from mystic system to mystic system, depending on how they are counted, even amongst the various Gnostic schools of spirituality. One can divide or subdivide planes as one wishes, for instance, counting the astral plane as one region or dividing it into lower and upper, and so on. Some do this with the topmost heaven of all spirit, either labeling it as one region of spirit while others may provide more details, dividing the top region into three or four levels. There are levels where the soul maintains individuality. There is one stage of the spiritual plane called nearness in Kabbalah and Agem Lok in Sant Mat mysticism. In this region, the soul has the option to become one with God and then revert back to its own state of individuality again. The drop merges into the divine ocean and then decides to become a drop again. Imagine that, 
freedom of choice even at that exalted state. Generally, the topmost region is considered to be the state far beyond all illusion of separateness. It is described as non-duality, oneness, and is given by some the name Kavalya, the ocean of oneness or pure consciousness. Others have described it as Anurag Sagar, the ocean of love, which is one of my favorite names of the Supreme Being. As with the Gnostic universe, the cosmos of Sant Mat, the Surat Shabad Yoga tradition, has the lowest or outermost plane being the realm of matter and dark matter, followed by progressively more subtle and luminous astral and akashic or causal regions, also a universal mind or demiurgical plane. Above these lower and middle regions of mind and matter are levels of pure spirit, eternal, above time and space. And these are considered to be the true home or paradise of the soul, where we prodigal souls came from, and full circle where we will return to again, as we awaken from the soul slumber of the ages. We have come from the light and will return there again, as it says in the Gospel of Thomas. And as the ancient mystic philosopher Plotinus has described the one, how the many have come from the one, and the many souls will, full circle, return back to the one. The way out is within. The Ajna Chakra, the third eye center, that is the central focus in the Shabd Yoga system of meditation, the third eye or seat of the soul for some during meditation is a portal to the subtle planes and heavenly regions above the crown chakra. The Sufi poet Rumi once said, open a window to God. This is the function of the third eye center according to the path of the masters. Those studying under the guidance of a living master have the blessing of learning various meditation techniques that make it possible to rise above body consciousness, still the ever-agitated monkey mind with all of its distracting thoughts, and make this amazing transition in awareness from the outer world of the five senses, passing through several inner stages or regions along the way, with the final destination being Kavalya or Nirvana, the ocean of pure consciousness, known as Satchkhand and Satlok. Mystics teach that our birthright as human beings not only includes access to the outer material world of the five senses, but also the unseen or subtle dimensions. The Catholic mystic Saint Teresa of Avila, Spain, spoke about the seven rooms of the interior castle. The human body is that castle or temple with many rooms inside available for us to explore. This is the kingdom of God within. A great poet, mystic, and musician from India by the name of Kabir once sang, Within this body are bowers and groves and within it is the Creator. 
Within this body are the seven oceans and the unnumbered stars. The touchstone and the jewel appraiser are within, and within this vessel the eternal soundeth, and the spring wells up. Says Kabir, listen to me, my friend, my beloved Lord is within. Parampuja Shahai Swami, one of the spiritual successors of Maharishi Mehi, once said, God is perceivable through the soul only. But our individual soul has become surrounded or covered by several sheaths or bodies and organs. So long as it remains in the captivity of these various bodies and organs, it will be under the knowledge or awareness of these bodies and organs only will be under illusory knowledge only because these bodies themselves are illusory and will not be able to realize God. In order to know him, in order to know the Supreme Being, the Jiva Atma, the soul, shall have to liberate itself from these bondages. The one who is able to liberate himself from the body is able to lift himself beyond this world too. Gurudev Maharishi Mehi has said, there is a very strong relationship between our body and the world around us. The universe is formed of the very same elements of which our body is made. Just as there are gross, subtle, causal, and supercausal spheres or realms inside our body, these very spheres or realms are to be found in the universe also. So we, at any given point of time, are in the same realm of the universe as well as the body. If we lift ourselves beyond a particular sphere of our body, we lift beyond the same sphere of the universe also. Thus one who can raise himself beyond all the realms of the body will also rise or ascend beyond all realms of the universe. The one who has freed himself fully from his body has freed himself of the universe also. Unquote. That's an amazing statement if you think about it and go beyond thinking, stop thinking, and actually experience it in meditation. Rising above body consciousness, rising above the universe and beyond, you know, other universes too, the astral and the causal plane and so on. So here we underline that the higher planes are not located in some abstract elsewhere, light years away, but rather they are within you, are within all human beings. Thus meditation, thus the need to discover the complete meditation practice by which we may access these realms, the kingdom of God within, the kingdom of the heavens inside, in inner space. Coming up next, a satsang discourse by Baba Ram Singh.
Baba Ram Singh on this path, this spiritual practice. Satmat is not a new path or a new practice. It is as old as the cosmos. Ever since the worlds were created and with the five elements all these life forms were created, God Almighty has kept the path of going back to Him within this human life form. This path has not been created by any Mahatma. This path has been set up by God Almighty ever since the human life form has been created. And this is the path to go back to God Almighty. So saints have come into this world and they have sown the seeds of initiation and within their disciples from time to time, the disciples have become fit to continue with the practice and continue with the teachings. Kabir Sahib has said, if the saints were not here in this world, then this world would have been reduced to ashes. It is only with the power of the truth which is there with the saints that this world is continuing as it is. There are several saints in this world. Some are known and some are unknown, and they remain hidden. But there are always saints in this world. There are always saints in this world, says Baba Ram Singh. We should not worry and we should understand that God Almighty has sent the saints to awaken lost souls and these saints will always be there. So if we do our devotion, then we need not get disinheart we need not be disheartened. God Almighty will always send the saints to awaken us, to awaken the soul. That is why we should be reassured that God Almighty will always take care of us. It is with the good deeds of more than 10 million lives that we get the human form, we get the human birth, and with the grace of God Almighty, we get the company of the masters. From time to time, saints come into this world to awaken the souls, and with their teachings, the disciples continue to take that practice forward. We should all be more worried about our own devotion and about our own practice and discipline. We should leave the rest to God Almighty because He decides who has to be awakened and whose soul has to be brought in the company of the Masters. It is really not up to us to decide that. It is not for the human being to decide that. It is God Almighty who decides and it is preordained. So we should not be worried about that. Only as human beings, we carry tension and we carry worry with us. But otherwise, it is really out of our hands. We should just focus on our devotion and we should have faith in our masters. Whenever we are faced with hardships, we should do more Simran and more meditation. Whenever we face a hardship, the mind starts thinking only about that hardship and we forget about our Simran and meditation and we just keep repeating that worry thought, that thought of worry. But during such time, instead of doing that, we should focus rather on our Simran and our meditation. We should increase our Simran and increase our meditation. Wherever we are, we should take out more and more time for doing our Simran 
and meditation, and if we are able to salvage our soul, then with the salvaging of our soul and ourselves, we will automatically be able to salvage our near and dear ones. So the time is good and the atmosphere is pleasant and quiet, so let us close our eyes and sit for meditation. That was a satsang discourse by Baba Ram Singh, a morning meditation talk on January 15th, 2022, titled, If We Do Our Devotion, Then We Need Not Get Disenchanted. If we do our devotion, then we need not get disenchanted. God Almighty will always send the saints to awaken us. And it sounds like he was comforting some people there attending about their loved ones. Will they be able to be initiated? Will they open up? Will they become open-minded to this path at some point in the future? This is another satsang discourse by Baba Ram Singh on this path of the masters, this living mystic path. Baba Ram Singh, only when we go to the satsang will we come to know about what the masters are, what the significance of Nam is, and we come to know about that reality only in satsang. Satsang is learning the teachings of the masters, listening to the, the masters, attending their satsang in person, or reading their writings or teachings. The teachings, associating ourselves with the teachings of the masters and taking inspiration from this great path, this ancient path, instead of doing the eclectic New Age thing of uh, paying attention to hundreds of different voices and being pulled and tugged in various directions. That's quite often the problem I find on the internet, is people are not committed to one specific path to achieve a specific goal. But, you know, hear about many different things, on Monday it's one thing, on Tuesday it's something else. And so our focus on this path of Santmat is the teachings of the Masters as being the highest, the most significant that we pay attention to. So we're very focused on the teachings of the Masters to the point where we are just getting absorbed in their teachings, watching videos, seeing them in person, meditating with other satsangis, reading books by masters as our primary source of inspiration, our primary spiritual well that we drink from. More from Baba Ram Singh. So, unless we go and attend the satsangs and understand the truth, understand Mat, it is very difficult to tread this path. It is only in the satsang that we come to know of the truth, the reality, and the purpose of this life, why we have come here, why we have to meet the masters. Only in satsang we realize the importance of a human life in these 8.4 million life forms that are there. The human life form is the only one that has been endowed with this ability. It is only in the human form that God Almighty has kept his whole creation Everything that he has created is contained within this human life form. The 16 planes that he has created are all contained within this life form, within the human life form, within the human body. And he himself is also residing within 
God himself is also residing within. If we see any realized soul, they have only been able to realize the truth and meet God Almighty only in the human form by going within. No one has been able to get to meet God Almighty outside in the mountains or in the caves or by doing any other austerities. When we go to the satsangs and we realize and understand this path, we do our meditation and then slowly we are able to withdraw from this outer world and go within and realize our true souls. We are troubled to focus at the eye center and at the eye center the soul and the mind both are there at the eye center and when we focus at the eye center that is the place where the mind also sits and the mind does not get an opportunity to wander around and therefore the mind becomes still and starts cleansing itself. When we go within and when we come to the eye center there we will see the soul. We see our own soul first and there is no form of the soul. It is only comprised of light and sound. It is a bit round in shape. There is no form. It is only at that time we realize that we are not this body which we have so far been identifying ourselves with. We realize that we are different from this body it is only there that we realize that we are the soul and we are different from this body. And only when we realize that we are the soul, when we experience that, we get the true longing for God Almighty. We get the true love and affection for God Almighty. And that is the love and affection that we talk about in the satsang. Saints refer to that love and affection when we go within, we are able to develop that love and affection. And that love only keeps increasing with every day and it never reduces. That love, when we experience that love within, we leave all this outwardly love that we have for all of our attachments outside. And we develop that love and longing for the sound current within. The crux of all this is satsang. When we go to satsang, it should not be that our mind is wandering elsewhere, but we are just physically present, just listening to the satsang. When we go, we should listen to the satsang with all our attention and all our love and focus. So the time is very good and the atmosphere is quiet. We should make the most of it and close our eyes and get connected with our Simran. A spiritual discourse by Baba Ram Singh, a meditation talk during the afternoon of January 1st, 2022, titled, Without Satsang, Sant Mat is a very difficult path to tread on, you know, without being guided properly from competent voices, competent teachers, Satgurus then there is no hope of understanding the path correctly and no hope of following the meditation practice. So we must focus on the teachings of the masters and make that our be-all and end-all as far as spiritual teaching 
is concerned, our primary focus, the well we drink from. Wrapping up today's program, a few favorite readings. I'm going to share a couple of passages from Sant Tukaram, Yogani Mataji, from one of my favorite Sant Mat books, Radhaswami Mat Prakash, and also something, a short reading. These are all very short readings. And the final one will be from the book, The Life of Baba Somanath, Saint and Sage of South India. Just reaching for a couple of books here. This is from the writings of Sant Tukarama of Maharashtra, a great sage of Maharashtra. How can there be any room left for worldly desires when all the time I am engrossed in remembering your name? This is a prayer of Tukarama. There is no longer a barrier between us, for the seed of devotion has borne fruit. With constant repetition of your name, I have nothing to worry about now. By the grace of your feet, my Lord, the illusion of this world has vanished, says Sant Tukarama, from the Gathas of Tukarama. Tukarama is one of my favorite classic saints. This is from the book Radhaswami Mat Prakash, Light on the Teachings of the Lord of the Soul by Hazur Maharaj Rai Salagram. And this is from page 19. Necessity of Sincere Love for the Supreme Being Great stress is laid in the Radhaswami faith on engendering love for the Supreme Being. This can only be done when all worldly desires are gradually eradicated from the mind and it becomes impressed to the inmost core with the unbounded bliss that might be attained by approaching the Supreme Being Radhaswami. Love being attraction, it is quite plain that the devotional practice for approaching the Supreme Being will become very easy indeed if there is true love for Him and devotion instead of a thing of duty will be the highest and the most blissful work in this world. True love, this is a path of love as well as light and sound according to Hazur Maharaj, Rai Salagram. As Mataji, a devotee of Baba Fakir Chand, once said, when asked the question, how can one sit so still, repeat only holy names, and think of God constantly? By falling in love, Mataji answered serenely, because when one is truly in love, nothing but the beloved can enter one's mind. 
So the secret of Surat Shabad Yoga and of mysticism, she goaded, is not necessarily practice and more practice, but love to be so devoted to one's Lord that nothing can stand in the way. This and nothing else is the truth of Sant Mat. A quote to be found in the book Enchanted Land, A Journey with the Saints of India. One more short passage from Radhaswami Mat Prakash by Huzur Maharaj Vaisala Gram Bahadur from this Dial Bhag English translation. The human spirit, being native of pure spiritual regions and a denizen on this earth, it becomes necessary for its rest and comfort that it should try to return to its source where alone it can enjoy pure spiritual happiness permanently. True rest comes from the meditation practice, getting back to our true home. This is a blissful practice and a restful a practice of repose, a restful practice. This is a passage that caught my eye recently from the life of Baba Somanath, saint and sage of South India. Be in the living present moment. Hazur, Baba Sawan Singh, told Babaji at their first meeting that he should attend satsang and do seva, selfless service, regularly for three months so he could fully grasp the Santmat teachings. This advice proved illuminating on every level, for now all that had happened in the past appeared as a dream and was replaced with the timeless wisdom that taught him to dwell in the living moment. Unquote. About the life of Baba Somanath, the great disciple and a successor of Huzur Baba Sawan Singh. And anyone who spent time in meditation can relate to that. Time slows down and you're just in this living eternal moment. That's a good meditation, most likely, a sign of a good meditation. And you step out of the regular perception of time and everything shrinks down to this living present moment. This paragraph also uh, speaks further or elaborates further on the point I was making uh, earlier, commenting on the discourse by Baba Ram saying that we have to focus on the teachings of the masters. We have to escape the new age. We have to escape all of this programming and uh, religious indoctrination or materialistic indoctrination, whatever it is, we need to really focus on the teachings of the masters. And it will take a while before we truly start to appreciate it. We have to hang in there for a while and get to the point of fully grasping the Santmat teachings. Of course, 30 years later, you still may be saying that you're just grasping the, beginning to grasp the teachings of the masters, but the point is the same. One has to really 
focus on the teachings of the masters and satsang. And finally, on this theme of time, this is from a spiritual classic that's been an old favorite for many satsangis over the decades, the Book of Murdad. The wheel of time rotates, but its access is ever at rest. God is the access of the wheel of time. Though all things rotate about him in time and space, yet is he always timeless and spaceless and still. Though all things proceed from this word, yet his word is as timeless and spaceless as he. In the access all is peace, on the rim all is commotion, where would you rather be? I say to you, slip from the rim of time into the access and spare yourselves the nausea of motion. Let time revolve about you, but you revolve not with time. Once again, this speaks to the meditation practice entering into the nowness, that eternal nowness, that timelessness of meditation practice. Thanks for joining me today for this edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio.